I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Why are you so thirsty? Well, I only get thirsty when I start talking, which is really unfortunate timing. Thirsty as in podcast. hydration or thirsty as in need for affection? <laughs> That's you. I'm oh. just like dehydrated. <laughs> Did you just accuse me of being thirsty? I just call it like I see it. I just tell it Thank directly. you for letting me know what you see and observe. I am direct. We're going to model like you give me feedback. That's right. And then I say thank See you for you the feedback. It. Thank you. But and then I, you start twitching. And I have no interest in changing my thirsty status. This podcast represents the opinions of our hosts and guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is for informational purposes only. This podcast also does not establish a standard of care, doctor-patient, or client relationship. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. And because each person is so unique, all listeners are encouraged to connect with counseling and medical professionals for assistance with their personal journey. All people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect the privacy of those involved. Welcome to We're Not Fine. I'm Dr. Talia Jackson. And I'm Doug Jensen. We thank you for listening every week to our deep and thought-provoking conversations about relationships. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We're Not Fine. The podcast about all things relationships We've in all you. kinds of ways. We've missed we you because, Doug, would you like to tell our delightful listeners what happened last recording day? Um, why you were a no-show? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not incredibly proud of this moment, but as most of you might see if you are actually watching us on YouTube, I'm wearing a sling today. Uh, because I tore my AC ligament. Um, so the night before our last recording was scheduled, you know, I train jujitsu and I have a buddy who is a wrestler. And so, you know, in a very smart moment, we decided to roughhouse at my house. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I felt something really bad happen. And I got up and he looked at my shoulders and said, one of them is sticking out. So. And it was very lumpy and bumpy. It's still a little lumpy bumpy, but it's healing thanks to my amazing orthopedic surgeon. But I will say that one of the funniest parts is that you were still going to make it happen. And you were still going to show up. We had I this was. amazing guest that, don't worry, we rescheduled her. She's, um, it was going to be psychedelic-assisted couples retreats and um, coaching. Yeah. And we had to reschedule her. We were thinking of a million different ways that we were still going to be able to do the recording. Yeah, we did. And then I was like, okay, we're still going to try this. And then Doug hops on a FaceTime call and he was like, I think I just took some Oxy. I was on OxyContin, which I'm watching Painkiller on Netflix. So it's kind of, kind of timely. But I was in the ER with my buddy who was very supportive um, until 3 a.m., <laughs> Yes. And causing havoc. And we had been drinking a little bit, so we were not in the most appropriate behavior, but made a lot of people laugh. But you're so appropriate all I'm, the time. I'm, I can't believe I'm well known this. for never, ever pushing the envelope. Like, I'm very quiet. I'm really introverted. So when I'm in a social setting, I barely say anything. I know. It's You've true. You've noticed that, right? I'm, like, shocked that you're even speaking now. But <laughs> tell us That's a lie. what your ICU <clears throat> nurse said. You told her what the topic today was going to be? I did. I did. So, actually, it was, uh, you know, I, I, have, I do tend to have a lot of fun, as anybody who's my friend and in my social circle knows. So, we were, like, talking about beating each other up in the, the ER. It's not really all that funny, right? <laughs> but um, it was kind of funny, and people were laughing, and then the provider taking care of me in the ER said, what was, what were you going to record? And I said, we were going to talk about, do opposites really attract? And so she had an immediate opinion. She said, I think initially, and then it never sustains. And so that's literally, she summarized our entire she episode. She did, which is what we're talking about today, which is so timely, not my injury. <laughs> Okay, so now it's my turn to tell me. Out my so I heard. My so you injuries. told me you have an injury, but I don't know what it is. I've got two bizarro injuries. That what I are think they? I was jealous of your injury. Were you? Do you want to wear my sling a little bit? Um, just for fun. Yes, okay, I I'll, do. I'll let I think you borrow it. Really cute. Thank really you. Cute. It goes with your outfit. I did wear black to match. Well, so essentially two different ones, but it somehow is leading me to feel like my entire body is a disaster. So. 
Injury number one, I'm doing Invisalign because why not, right? Is it in there? Okay, you're not going to no. get that face that I made during the dating one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it was going really, really great. And I was noticing a lot of improvements yeah. until I'm about midway right now. Yeah. And my jaw has been locked up for like a good month, which is a real problem for eating apples, Doug. Get your head out of the gutter. I'm trying to figure out why is your jaw? So I like can barely, it's like, it's a problem. Don't worry. I'm going to get it fixed. I'm oh, I'm sure it, everyone was worried, Talia. I'm going to get it situated, but I just wanted to let you know for now, that's like a weird thing that's happening. And then the second thing. Okay, hold on. Oh, can you back up? Yes. So what's going to take, is that a nervous tick? <laughs> we just discovered because watching our own podcast <laughs> that both of us have these weird ticks. <laughs> that we do when we think no one's watching. I start, <laughs> it's like I'm chewing cud like a cow. I swear I do that sometimes. Anyway, I'm more concerned. So for anybody who takes Invisalign, like, is it due to the Invisalign? No, I've always had jaw issues, but okay. then I got this, like, super sexy bite guard to sleep with. Uh, and that helped me yeah. so much, but I can't wear it Why? with Invisalign. Oh, because you just can't put okay. it over. Okay. Um, and so I've had to choose beauty over comfort for the first time. And I don't know that that's my brand. I think that was a mistake. I think jaggedy teeth, but a working jaw might have been the way to go. Yeah, I think jaggedy teeth. I think, <clears throat> I think I'd like to uh, see you with jaggedy teeth. So yeah, underneath, my, underneath my veneers, <laughs> I've got pointy teeth. <laughs> And when I have gone to my dentist in the past, he would show me the before picture where my teeth were jagged. He's like, your teeth are looking different than they usually do. And he would show me the ones with fangs that he chiseled down to points. For I mean, like my... puppy teeth? Like, what are we talking no, about? No, in order to put porcelain veneers on, you whittle down the teeth to points. Oh, absolutely so I have, not. I have... That's disgusting and horrifying. Did hurts, you just... Just think about, thinking about it. Did you just call my teeth horrifying? Your what lies Do you want to look behind my teeth and then see what the points look like? <laughs> you have to get much closer. I'm wow. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever be able to look at you the same. I think that is a, a deal. I mean, you do have gorgeous teeth. Thank you. But now I know what good. lies beneath. What lies beneath? <laughs> That's like a... Okay, and your My other injury is injury. what? Tell me. So, Yes, I'm 46, but I thought it was a really good idea to jump on the trampoline with my boys. That was took good. all of the couch cushions and put them on the trampoline. And it was actually really fun and really sweet. I had the time of my life. And then the next day I started having neuropathy and like half, like my arm and my leg are like tingly and numb. I'm falling apart. You're a fucking mess. Look at you. And I am also... <laughs> So I'm a little bit of a mess, but I'm two weeks out and I can push my bone down and it goes back up and down. Congratulations. But it's starting to heal. I can feel it. But guess what? And by the way, my surgeon, of course, what? I'm sleeping. Oh, again. that's so, really you know, good. It's a trade-off. It is a trade-off. What Beauty. your surgeon said. My surgeon said this is a very common injury. So probably lots of you have had it. And I'm sure it happened the because exact it's, same way. Because I am well. guessing everyone's AC ligament is torn the same way. I do think, uh, you know, yeah, I actually walked into the ER, I must tell you, and there was a security guard there and I asked for his taser before my buddy came in. I said I need to tase him when he comes in because he did this to me. I'm, I tend to make fun of things that I shouldn't probably in a serious moment. But I think I almost got the taser from the, the security guard. This wasn't even supposed to be our banter. Really? Well, you know, I mean, it felt like we had to acknowledge this. Um, but because we're we doing opposites attract. I'm thinking about Paula Abdul. I know. Makes which dates me, but opposites attract. I know. I feel like singing the song. But I'm not going to. Anyway. But since you and I are exactly the same in what we do in our free time. We do do a lot of things the wrestling. same in our free time. We do. You yeah, do more you, wrestling. You and I wrestle time. every time we do this. <laughs> in fact, between between things. It's the, our warm up. It's our, <laughs> it's our warm up. It's how we get prepared. And then I, ch I choke you out. Yeah. And time. you're like, yeah. And yeah you, I make you tap out. All the time. Uh, you are end. so tough. I am soups tough. You are soups tough. And then your jaw is I'm broken like, because of that. Anyway, exactly this is not funny right. to joke about injuries, by the way. Oh, it's a little So funny. as I age, I probably need to be careful. But 
that's unlikely. My surgeon knows that I'm going to keep fighting people. So it is what it is. Um, but opposites, you know, the question about like every once in a while, when we think about things we want to talk about, I was really clear. I cannot wait to talk about this. I think this is such a great kind of proverbial question about like, do opposites really attract? Is it a good thing? Is it not a good thing? And it was so interesting that this provider taking care of me in the ER was like, immediate it never, reaction. she had an immediate, like there's no way it lasts. Like there's no way for that to happen. Right. Well, see, this is, this is the part that I am really struggling with because yeah. I feel like it opposites absolutely attract yeah. and they can also work out beautifully but only if the opposite qualities are in particular areas. I, I would agree with some of right? that. Right? It's like, I think that it boils down to, you don't have to be the same, but you've got to be compatible. Uh, compatible is a big word. You know, it's interesting, Talia, you and I were talking a little bit about this in relationship to us. Like... You are definitely more sweet. And then I said I was sour. And then you called me a garbage pail kid. Well, because you because said, I said I sour, patch. sour patch kids. And I was like, okay, if I'm a sour patch kid, you're a garbage pail kid. Remember, I'd like, I'd like everyone to write in on whether or not that feels supportive. Sweet and, and sour. It is, though, the difference between us. Like, one of the things a lot of viewers and our audience has talked mm -hmm. about is that you'll be like, find a nice way to talk to somebody if you're uncomfortable with them. And I'm like, you know. Fuck that. We, we just don't need to do that. You just don't need to hang out in this life with people that make you feel upset yeah, but or distressed. Broken clavicle. And who doesn't? I do. <laughs> and I would do it all again. So you guys we and my buddy makes sure I know I will break your other arm if you keep. Keep Didn't he tell you that last night? He's told me that maybe 10 times since. But this, we love each other. We're good friends. It's OK. We are really pumped about pumped. About this opposites attract. I am, I'm really pumped about this. And we did have a couple of people write in. Yeah. That um, I really oh gosh I really want to find something that I meant. I meant. To Are you addicted it. to your phone? Yes. So I want to I want to make a little comment on this while you're like exploring the internet or <laughs> your Tinder profile really or your Bumble profile, even though you're married. Is it? Um, mm -hmm. I think there's a part of this where I would say that in terms of opposites. I kind of go, is it opposite or is it different? Because I think mm -hmm. if, you know, like types of food, like if somebody likes their food really hot in terms of spice and somebody likes it really mild, that's nothing. You can make all those things work. If somebody likes fine dining and somebody likes fast food, you know, you can find compromise. And compromise, uh, again, in the four C's, chemistry, communication, compromise, and commitment. Compromise is a really important thing for all relationships, right? Yes. That like is, it's inevitably something that has to be discussed. It is something that's sort of the bottom line. However, you know, given the world that we live in right now, if values, like mm -hmm. values and interests are, are kind of two categories I go to about this. If your values related to like human equality are very different, if your political views are, especially at this time in history in the U.S., um, if your values are different, I think it's really tough to find compromise. And very honestly, I'm not dating anybody who supports uh, the Trump administration in any way or or the Republican Party as it stands today. So those values would be contradictory. I'd find myself always angry, always upset, always wanting to debate, always wanting to do this. But right. if you can, re and, and this is where, you know, That's there right. needs to be this, it, it's whether it's a deal breaker or not. That's right. Like it can be contrasting, but it can't be conflicting. Yeah. It needs yeah. to, like there needs to be respect and yeah kind of just like benevolence towards whatever the other person's yeah, values right. are. I agree. Um, this is what I wanted to find. Tell me what you found. So I found some really cute little like on the World Wide Web. Funny quotes and, and things that I thought were hilarious. This one. <clears throat> if opposites attract, then why don't hot people like me? Oh. <laughs> and then this one is kind of if opposites attract, I should be dating a gorgeous billionaire supermodel that has a loving family. That's really funny. Then why aren't you laughing? Well, I'm not laughing because I truly believe the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And I think whoever it is that's writing these who does not feel good about their appearance or circumstances, I, I will say you are totally somebody's type. So I always have that belief system. Um, like I say, love yourself, be yourself. That's right. And you are no less than somebody. I don't. So I don't think that's opposite. I think the person who wrote that first one is as beautiful as the model. But it's funny. Uh, <laughs> you've got to admit. Is a good one. I'm not laughing. Keep writing in. 
Okay. We're gonna should we dive into mailbag mailbags? We can mail we can go we can dive into mailbags. I will say this is again a very intricate topic where I just wanna say again, like you have to decide if whatever your differences are or your opposites are is doable or if it constantly is gonna grind at you because that's exhausting. And so. I we pull it together at the end. Do we're, we there there are like tips and tricks and things to look out for. Okay. Okay. I need just a little bit of hydration first. You have lipstick on your straw. Are you wearing lipstick today? Or is I that am. is that not the natural color of your lips? It is it is not. Do you want to wear my sling now? It does look really cute. I bet you get a lot of attention with that sling. Um, Are you faking it? Just <laughs> did you just want to sleep in last time? Okay. Mailbag. No. I female, 27 years old, started talking to somebody male 30 years old a few months ago just taking things slow and getting to know one another however i noticed that yeah we act alike in some ways like we can act like best friends but we're wildly different i live alone and i have for many years taking care of myself managing things all on my own i make lists and never leave things for extended periods of time I juggle three jobs. I still have a social life, read and sleep a healthy amount. God, this person's really got it together. I know. I I'm save budget, cook at home, don't go out and drink. Basically, I try to do all the right things to potentially open my own business debt free in a year. Damn. My God, that person does not have ADHD. Like, okay. like who? Yeah. The guy I'm seeing is the opposite. Smokes a ton of weed, sports bets, has roommates, and is complaining about his $750 rent because a roommate is moving out. He only eats fast food and doesn't take any of the items he needs to get done. He doesn't take, oh, take off any of You know it. You know what we're saying. I know what you're saying, friend, that you're like not checking off anything off the list or he's not doing anything i know they say opposites attract and i do like him he's sweet he's sensitive i can tell he really cares about me however i fear that we aren't on the same level i worry that long term his bad habits will bring me down mm. but on the other hand who am i to tell someone how to live and be my god she's so smart you're right. Everything you're saying is right. Dating-wise, there are no red flags, but in his day-to-day -day life, there's a lot I really don't like. Um, it, is anyone else out there with someone who's completely different? Does it work out? Any advice? <gasps> so I've got thoughts. so much to say about this. We've got um, advice for you. I, I totally have advice. So first of all, I love what you said. I just want to stick with that last, almost toward the end when you said, you know, you shouldn't want to change somebody. Um, I think it's okay to tell somebody how their behavior is impacting you or what your concerns are and then see how they respond because we all have rotten habits, right? Like we all have ways that we manage ourselves in this world that could use some improvement. And the people that love us and the people that want to be with us, I think should be, I think should be very honest about what those qualities are or those things that affect us. And so I think it's fair for you to say, so some things are just bugging the shit out of me in this relationship, and I just need to put them all out there and really see how he responds. And by the way, he, he will likely have a list as well. This is never one person that just has the issues. It's both of you probably have things you can bring to the table. So I'm excited about the conversation you could have about, like, these are the things that are bugging me. I will say, um, I want to go back to the very, very beginning when you talked about, like, this has been your routine for a really long time and how you live your life. Because I think there's something about like when we join with somebody else, when we have somebody else uh, starting to be in our lives in a significant way, whether it's they, they've moved in with us, whether they've, um, you know, there's someone we're dating on a regular basis and, and exclusively or whatnot. The reality is it's always an accommodation. There's always give and take. There's always communication and compromise that has to exist. So part of this is just inherently in this conversation, something you need to like bring up and see what he says. So you're, you're changing your routine, though. I mean, I think all of the ways that you've really kept uh, yourself organized and on top of things inevitably will change when you add somebody to that puzzle. And you need to make sure that you are doing the things that make you feel right and make you feel uh, good about yourself and maintain that uh, stability, I want to say, to your life. And if his behavior impacts that stability, it's up to you to kind of pull back and make sure that you don't lose yourself in this process because that's concerning. 
Um, I also will say that these lifestyle differences that you talk about are almost health related. Like if I was dating somebody who was smoking and eating fast food all the time and did not work out and did not think about eat, sleep, exercise as kind of the three main ingredients to, to ongoing health, I would be concerned long term. I would be like, I don't think this can endure. I don't think this can be something that I want to watch you get older and have whatever health issues you might have as a result of those bad decisions. And we all know that smoking, despite it being a very, very hard habit to break, and I have a lot of uh, you know compassion for people trying to get off of nicotine, really the toughest thing to get off of, of any drug, by the way, uh, statistically. So I think there's a piece of, yeah, absolutely. Nicotine is number one. So before heroin, before heroin, before methamphetamine, before anything. Yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. Wait. Nicotine is the worst. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was a study I read some years ago. Maybe it's changed, but I don't think so. Um, and it might be painkillers and opioids now. I'm not sure. But this is what I want to say about this too. Like, so those health issues that you're talking about, I would be concerned about that. Like that would be concerning to me to be with someone who did not take care of themselves because that's not attractive. Biggest issue for me in all of this though, to wrap up kind of my thoughts on this, I think it makes you anxious. I think it makes you stressed out to watch this guy in terms of how you're talking. And so if you're constantly feeling on edge or if he's taking a, a, a Big Mac and stuffing it in his mouth and you're like, ugh, or quarter pound with cheese, which would be my choice. Or a, or a um, chili cheese Cholito from Taco Bell, which is a big weakness for me. Um, like if that's an ongoing thing and I was with somebody and they're like, can you stop eating those things? Like if it bugs you every time and you're stressed out about it, this is not healthy. You do not want to live with that anxiety. You do not want to live with that stress. And you do not want to live with this, you know, ongoing sort of like watching him uh, do things that bug the shit out of you. So we have to we have to communicate. Of course, communication is key. And so let him know how these things affect you. And, and maybe he'll say, you know what? I appreciate your concern for my health. Thank you for being concerned about who I am. And let me take a look at what I might change. But you do not want to go into somebody seeing what the potential is for them. You want to go into it with them showing you who you are and you listening to who that is. And Amen. Is. Amen, sister. Oh, yes. Speak truth. Well, I mean, it's really interesting. So I have like some bullet points yeah. of like opposites attract fabulous. But the compatibility piece is what's really crucial. Yeah. And this particular mailbag hit on maybe like three of the different bullet points. So I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Why are you so thirsty? Well, I only get thirsty when I start talking, which is really unfortunate timing. Thirsty as in hydration or thirsty as in need for affection? <laughs> That's you. I'm just like dehydrated. Did you just accuse me of being thirsty? I just call it like I see it. I just tell it Thank directly. you for letting me know what you see and observe. I am direct. We're going to model like you give me feedback. That's right. And then I say thank See you for you the feedback. It. Thank you. But and then I, you start twitching. And I have no interest in changing my thirsty status. No, anyway, we're off topic. Wait, no, that's right on topic because oh. one of the things that I loved that she said is I don't want to have to change him. And guess what? You can't change him. You will never change him. And in fact, what I worry about is that these opposite pieces are going to start feeling polarized that you're going to be feeling more and more that you have to hold on to your structure and your routine and your health at all costs because he's a loose cannon living his best life and so the the bullet points that um are a part of this like okay great be opposites but the compatibility is what you need to worry about the value system is that funny? Yeah. It sounded like Dewey Decimal System. The value system. The value system. That's really important. Like, yeah. take a look at these values. Yeah. Because if you value health and wellness and being an early riser and, like, fiscal responsibility and structure, all of these things, that is going to be a problem in the end unless... He, it just never occurred to this guy. And he's like, oh my gosh, I need a life makeover. And you are living your life in a way that feels so good. I would like to walk more in that direction. But you definitely can't be the one to motivate him or inspire him or ask him to be more like you. Because in fact, it usually ends up polarizing people. The second is, it, it is, it's that lifestyle piece, right? Yeah. 
Like if someone's a partier and if someone, if the other person just wants to sit at home and read a book, I don't know, like maybe sometimes, but not all the time. And you get to do your own thing as well, right? It's okay to do things simultaneously. Like That's right. But I'd say not all the time. I would agree with that. That would be that would be disastrous. That would be a difference that I think could really really or an incap an incompatibility. So if it's like you're an introvert, he's an extrovert, you really cherish alone time, cozy by the fire, reading, and he enjoys doing that with you 80% of the time and 20% of the time you really enjoy going out and partying with him, that could be compatible. And then the two of you could be doing your own things, you know. You know what's coming up for me about this? Qua. Two things. First of all, you stole my purple pen. You have both of them. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, I First of all, Sour Patch and Garbage Pail. Yes. Like, but we are compatible. You offer a very nice solution usually, and I offer a very direct, aggressive solution. Assertive, I'll say. Assertive is better. Do people have to pay extra for that? Sometimes I do get offered. I do get offered some. Anyway, I won't go. Oh my god! <laughs> you brought it up. Anyway, I met so your clients. I met your oh, clients. I see. Do, do they, they have to pay extra for, for the? Just tell them to fuck off. No, they don't have to pay extra. It's who I am. I, it's uh, just who I am. I want to say something about this. Um, first of all, Billy Joel's song "Don't Go Changing" to try to please me. Oh. I love you just the way you are. Like, there's something really refreshing about that if you can love the person for who you are, which is kind of everything we're saying. Like, if you can tolerate that person and kind of be in that space. But I want to bring up something that, you know, there's this kind of um, ongoing discussion, like, you know, I'll just say in a heterosexual way, like good girls who pick bad boys. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a big opposite. It's like uh, go to Greece. John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. May she rest in peace. What a, a beautiful soul. Um, but you know, they were like opposites Mm -hmm. and yet they made it work because there was respect, regard. They both wanted to try to accommodate the other person and respect and regard what those differences are. But we never saw them grow old together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's, let's (laughs) contemplate what that might look like. If they continue to communicate, if they continue to like really explore their relationship openly and honestly and talk about those things. But Danny Zuko, who your husband dressed up at, yes. as at a, and at he a, at even a had like fake cigarettes, and he really he better shape that. up because you need a man. <laughs> anyway, that's a song. So I'm dating myself, but that's what it is. Like you know, we oftentimes will be drawn to someone who's very different than us in that way. And I'm very, I, I tend to be very stable. And there have been times that I've picked a bad boy to date. It's not great. It eventually wears me out. I, I'm driven crazy by it. Because my stability and their chaos uh, is not compatible. So it's really, guys, about what it is. It's really about what the differences are. And so in this case, I am concerned, going back to the specific mailbag, again, thanks for writing in. I mean, I think there's a part of this where, you know, those differences are fairly significant. And I appreciate that you don't want to change them. But you need to let them know that the smoking and the eating fast food is a concern for you long term because it will likely result in diminished health. And if there's like a trajectory piece to it. I mean, the third little bullet point that, you know, is a part of what needs to be compatible for, you know, for the most part yeah. is the long-term goals. So like, where yeah. are yeah. we headed? Yeah. Like when we think about our one-year plan, our five-year plan, what do we want our futures to look like? And yes, that doesn't have to be so rigid that like, And there is, there's this piece, I love the structure and I love what you're doing with your life. It sounds like it's working great, but you do want to make sure that it's not so rigid that you're going to end up sort of undateable because your specific lifestyle you're wanting to live isn't necessarily compatible with another person. But I don't even think that that's necessarily what's happening for you. I think you're right to have this beautiful structure in your life, but the shared I mean, the yeah, the shared long-term goals are yeah. really important because if he can't, if his headlights don't go any further than his nose and you have a one-year plan right. to start a debt-free business, you want to make sure that he's at least got some aspiration, some drive, knows how he's going to get himself where he wants to be. 
You know, the thing that is striking, and, and you kind of reference it, but you also reference in terms of like his complaining about $750 rent, which is ridiculously low um, in many ways. What I would say about this is if you two are, and this this is a big question we get faced with a lot, not only in our practice, but also on this podcast, you know, can can people who have differing financial means make it work? A hundred percent. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But I will always go back to there has to be like equal contribution somehow to the relationship. And so even if he can't contribute financially, if, even if he's not the one that can get your finances on track or maybe even uh, have a credit score that gets him a vehicle that he wants or um, a home that the two of you want to buy one eventually together, which goes back to long term goals. I would say just really have that conversation. But he has to contribute something to bring some equality, mutuality, reciprocity to that relationship of yours. That's right. I'm not exactly what sure he's what he's doing. Um, I think you mentioned something. Maybe not. Um, I don't know how your sex life is, but there's a part of this that, you know, if you are getting enough from this relationship to sustain you and you don't need those other things, that's part of determining. Like, is I'm assuming this it's great. I'm assuming it's good <laughs> enough. I'm assuming it's good enough. Right. Otherwise, I don't know what you're getting because, the you know, and again, weed is legal uh, where we live right now. So um, I, I'm not depending on the tons of weed. Like, is he available to have emotional conversations and intimacy? Yeah. I'm not sure. But there's a lot of differences here that are concerning. And so if you can like make those work and if you can say there's enough that I get from this relationship, be really clear on what those are and also communicate your concerns. I think you're in good shape. I mean, a lot of times people will date and find that there's something right. really dynamic and 100%. interesting and sexy about the other person. Yep. They're also maybe putting their best foot forward when you're dating. But these day-to-day habits yeah you start to see them more and more the more time you spend together and so like if you're only seeing each other on the weekend and going out you can have the best time of your lives but you won't really realize that they're sleeping until 2 p.m every day and then they wake and bake and then they're eating fast food and watching chips is that am i talking about you (laughs) i'm just kidding i was gonna say how did you pick up chips because I just couldn't even think of Erica Estrada is my you know, bad young heartthrob. People love. Anyway, I say trust your gut, my dear. I think that some of this is going to play out in exactly the way you think it will. But enjoy yourself and maybe start asking the questions about values, shared long-term goals, lifestyle stuff, and then you'll see what happens with that. But again, communication is key. You have to let him know what things are bothering you, and he has to equally come back and talk about his experience. Because there's there's a likelihood that in comparison to you, he might be feeling inadequate, and that can also turn into a really destructive pattern if he's always feeling judged, or he's always feeling like you're watching him, or he's always feeling like he's a a fuck up and you are a very stable person that dynamic does not work either well and we do hear about this dynamic we a do. lot yep. right where it's yeah. like somebody who's really over functional yep. takes on the parenting role 100 percent, and then the or other takes on all like, of the burden of that yeah 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 absolutely and so that what doug was saying about just there has to be equal contribution but there are so many other ways to contribute than yep. financial right I and mean, household chores 100%, yep. and acts of service and even just like the kindness and how can i make your life easier yeah. the back rubs whatever it is you just have to make sure that it's a dynamic that can work long term without you wanting to murder each other there's that good luck it's kind of these situations where i always want people to like write back and say how it turned out or you know whatnot because i think that would be helpful let's go to our second mailbag of the day let us this one is called polar opposites attract with a question mark (laughs) i as opposed to opposites attract with a question mark listen sour Sour Patch with Josh. Is. Oh God! Don't remind me. I can't even eat Sour Patch. I can't. I can't even like bite something off. It's really. I have to like. I eat out of the garbage pail. my beef. Okay, so I, thirty-one-year-old female, have been dating my current partner, a thirty-five-year-old male, for about two months. The entire time we've been together, he has been extremely sweet, thoughtful, and considerate. What a nice description. I really feel like he'd be an awesome supportive partner long term. Our sex life has all also been pretty fantastic. 
good to hear. We have opposite personalities in a number of ways. He's extremely extroverted, gregarious, life of the party, always chatting up strangers. Who does that sound like? I feel like I know someone like that. I can't quite put my finger on it. I'm an introvert, crave a lot of alone time, and can be inhibited. Very different energies. But for potentially compatible. I don't know. For reasons I'll clearly need to explore more in therapy. Good job. The differences in our personalities has been triggering some strong insecurities within me, and I feel awful about it. It makes me feel like I'm not witty enough, interesting enough, outgoing enough, or intelligent enough for him to want to be with me. Long term. He's also extremely intelligent and worldly, and I often don't get references he makes in conversations. It makes me feel like I live under a rock, and I don't know anything, and it feels embarrassing. Which I just want to stop at this point and say this person is writing in such an intelligent way. Oh you are gosh. not giving yourself enough credit. I know. I feel like I'm just wanting uh, for him to wake up one day. I feel like I'm just waiting for him to wake up one day and realize I'm not what he wants, or enough, and or he'll end it. Um, like I'm just waiting for the rejection to come, even though he's given me no evidence he feels this way. Quite the opposite. He invited me to a vacation with his closest friends in two months, asked me to be his girlfriend, brought me around his family when they came to visit. I've also given him no indication I've been feeling this way. That's your error. I think it's also important to note know. I've dated many men over the last year and haven't felt these feelings as much as I do now. I've always been insecure about my shyness, have some social anxiety, which is maybe why the stark personality differences are triggering me. I feel like I'm self-sabotaging before I get hurt. Incredible. Oh Incredible my gosh, insight. I love this person. These feelings make it hard to be totally vulnerable with him and let my guard down fully. How do I find the courage to lean into this blossoming relationship without fear and trust the evidence that I do have that he sees a future? Oh my God, I love her. I want her to be my client. I love her so much. What a beautiful letter, and I have so much to say. This is where you're like the sweet, and I'm like, I don't love her. I don't know her. I love I her. I need to know her more. I feel her. her, and I feel, you know what's interesting about this is I feel like she is, in the first mailbag, it, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because I feel like she's feeling all of the insecurities that we're assuming that the guy from the first mailbag was feeling. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yep. Except even the way that you're talking about yourself and talking about him, what breaks my heart about it is I feel like instead of loving yourself and accepting yourself for who you are and maybe just trying to figure out how to lean into your own strengths and find the healthiest version of you, which is what I talk about all the time with the Enneagram, I feel like you're really stuck thinking that you are a failed version of him or that he has all of the qualities that you've always wished you had. Because what you're not considering is he would not be attracted to somebody who's just like him. If it's always like his show and he's just loud and gregarious and social in the life of the party, I'm not sure a great match for him would be somebody who wants to share that stage and outshine each other. And I talk to so many different people with so many different personality types, and there can be a really beautiful yin-yang with the introvert, extrovert, the for loud sure. and the quiet. And that does not mean for one second that it can't work out. What it means is if there's something that's really triggering insecurity about the way he is in the world, I really want you to take a look at that. I'm so glad you're in therapy because there is a decision tree here. Yeah. That if there's something about him that's making you feel bad about yourself, it's a terrible match no matter what it is. But if him being him and feeling happy and comfortable in his himself and in his own body and in his own energy and just like feeling uninhibited because he loves himself is triggering for you but he's not doing anything to make you feel bad or that he there's no space for you or that you're stupid or you're not smart enough funny enough then the issue is on you our love we want you to get that checked out that insecurity is going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. you are not a failed version of anyone else 
there are so, and usually extroverts, because I'm an extrovert. Actually, I'm I'm borderline extrovert introvert right now. I'm sort of and becoming <laughs> your borderline, your histrionic. I back to me. Wow. Back to me. That I am every day that goes by, I feel like I'm more introverted than I was, but I started out very extroverted, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's definitely this beautiful balance there. The problem is if you're starting to feel like there's a scarcity of resources, like if he's smart, I'm not. If he's funny, I'm not. If people love him, they don't love me. That's a problem because there's more than enough love to go around and more than one raging extrovert in a group of people <laughs> is a lot. What? And I don't know. Okay. You might not know this because you are such an introvert. I'm talking to, to her, my friend, are you? my new client. You might not know this, but people feel like introverted energy is like a glass of cold water. It's so easy to be in a room with an introvert because it makes that quiet and that silence so comfortable. You can be yourself. You don't always have to be performing. I want you to reframe for yourself what all of your beautiful qualities actually are so that you stop thinking you're a failed version of him. What else? What else do I have you at? Look at the Enneagram. Do the Enneagram. Whatever your type is, lean into the best parts of it because I'm sure you are amazing. You just need some confidence. And I do not want you ruining this relationship because you're waiting for him to tell you that you suck. You're awesome. And he loves you. I want to share a story about this. So in one of my prior relationships, as everybody knows, because we've, you know, obviously highlighted this a number of times today, but also otherwise, I am a very loud, uh, present person in any crowd. I, I tend to, you know, just be myself, which is sometimes too much, sometimes not. Anyway. Um, and I don't necessarily shut it off anywhere because I just, I got to be me and I am me. But I remember uh, when I co-owned a mental health clinic at one point, my business owner and I, we were facilitating kind of a discussion at a Christmas party and we were loud and we were having fun and we were being somewhat inappropriate, uh, not in a hopeful, in, in any hurtful way, hopefully. Was he an eight in the Enneagram as well? I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's a three. Do you? Okay. So both of our, our significant others were standing next to each other and my significant other told me later that his significant, his sniffing, uh, significant Sniff other, other, his significant other was embarrassed by the experience of he and I being so loud and boisterous and mm. joking and calling each other nicknames, etc., and making jokes with our team of of clinicians. Um, and my partner at the time was really proud of it. He said, "I was very mm. proud of Doug. I love, I love that energy. I love that charismatic." You know, uh, which, you know, for some people, it's not charismatic, it's obnoxious, but, um, you know, those some people love it and some people don't. And so if you can enjoy who he is and if he can enjoy who you are, mm -hmm. I mean, really, this is what it is. But if you either one of you are really irritated by the other's personality, we have a problem. That's a problem. And I'm not hearing you're irritated by him. I think you start to feel small compared to him. I want to go back to your comment that you've not, not let him know anything about this. And we kind of, you know, you had a disagreement right. on this. Like, should you share that? Of course. I think you should share what all your experiences. And you don't have to say, I feel really, I, I feel really small. I feel really insecure. I feel all those things. Check it out. I mean, I, I think he's given you so many behaviors and so much proof that he really does love you. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I, as you were talking about the, the things he was doing to show that he loves you, introducing you to his family, you know, obviously his friends, all those sort of thing. He's really by behavior showing you what he feels about you. Just soak it in. Let that go in and let that be reinforcing to you that he does want to be in this relationship. But if you're feeling like you want to check it out, ask if it's hard for him sometimes that you're more introverted. Would you like somebody? And I'll be honest, I, I'm somebody who now wants somebody. If I were to date somebody, I want someone who can hold their own in a social situation and not rely on me to do it. It's exhausting to always be as much as everyone looks at, you know, people like myself sometimes and thinks it must be fun all the time. It's not. Like, I need to also, you know, veg sometimes and just be by myself in my house and replenish a little bit. Because when we're on all the time and I can't really change it, I like who I am and I love being engaged with people socially, but it can be exhausting. And I need to replenish, people like myself need to replenish too. 
So the part that I was like, that was like rubbing me a little bit the wrong way or that I might hesitate is I want you to own your insecurity and go get help around it. Go get some guidance, re, you know, do some work with the Enneagram, take the test, read a book, figure out how amazing you are and lean into your natural strengths. The part that I worry about is if somebody's feeling insecure and they keep on asking for reassurance, it is such a turnoff. Agreed. Because if every time you're feeling insecure, you're checking in to make sure your partner still loves you, it's exhausting for the other person. I and agree with that. often the reassurance doesn't even scratch the itch because it starts to get old and stale really fast. So let me be clear while it's important to check out, I mean, I would not encourage this to be an ongoing sort of like, please affirm me. Please let me know that you still love me. Please let me know that I'm not bothering you. Or like, why are you sure you don't want to be with someone else? Oh, she was cute. Are you sure you don't want to be with her? Oh, they're funny. Are you sure you don't want to be with them? Like, oh. Yeah, it's not attractive. Confidence is an aphrodisiac. Confidence confidence is attractive. And I say lean into yourself as well. I would say that as well. Like be strong in who you are, know who you are. Um, But I also don't wish for you, and you kind of talked about other relationships that this wasn't the case with. I would not compare and contrast if you love this guy for who he is. You know, the other part is it'll be really helpful for you to affirm him. I will say because, you know, sometimes those of us who are a little louder or boisterous or like make our way into a, a bar or a social setting of some kind. You know, the, uh, the hockey association at Stillwater, uh, Minnesota, always knows who I am because I show up and I'm like the loudest cheerer and I love the ponies and very proud of my, my kid who played hockey. So there's a part of this where, you know, I have, I'm not apologetic for that. I know yeah. some people find me obnoxious. I know some people find my yelling really hard to take. I'm not sure I'm going to change for those people. I, I would encourage those people just not to probably hang out with me right right like it doesn't um, have to be a good fit it doesn't but, have to be a good fit and it isn't a good fit for everybody celebrate yeah. them yeah like if you're just tolerating certain things about each other yeah. and not celebrating these things that's probably. right i agree it's a bad sign like my friends and my inner circle of people really mm-hmm. including you love me for who i am mm-hmm. as hard as it is sometimes are you nodding like forcefully no, yes no i mean it's absolutely true. i know it is so what about this maybe we can like combine our our um ideas together and that maybe there's an ongoing conversation that you have with him mm-hmm. that's just like i know we're so different and that feels so wonderful and it's such a beautiful balance but let me know If we ever maybe get too polarized or if you want me to maybe step up in these certain ways a little more, or if he were even able to say, like, I know we're really so different in all these ways, let me know if there's anything I could do to make you feel more comfortable in social settings or like not take over the entire stage you like if you ever want me to give you a little extra space or ask you some questions so if the two of you are even connecting about um if there are certain situations that make either one of you not feel like your best selves maybe just offer that have a conversation about like what can i do to make this more fun for you well and that goes back to like a basic piece of any relationship anything that's troubling you i i I would really discourage any reading of the minds i would discourage any assumptions um i would i would discourage Mm -hmm. all of those guessing games that you're doing with yourself and really just have a, a really honest conversation about it but i think again there should be an ongoing agreement for all relationships like if something comes up that's bothering you say something like, I really think that's my my motto, right? If you see something, if you feel something, say something. Mm-hmm. Because I think having a, a really transparent communication where if you kind of go away from a social event wondering, like, was I enough? Did he not like how I responded? Was he embarrassed by me for not being more engaged with these people? You can't live that way. That is a disastrous way to live. You can't constantly feel like, am I enough? You have to know that you're enough. And one way to find that out is to say, so... We're very different socially. How is that for you? Yeah. Without putting yourself down, without diminishing yourself, without criticizing who you are. Or begging for like reassurance constantly. I like it. Um, So the bottom line, pull together the bullet points. Yes. So opposites attract, 
Absolutely. Yes. There's nothing sexier than the person from across the train tracks. Just like a different vibe, a different look, a different life experience. Maybe somebody who has qualities that you are craving, wish that you had yeah. or interested in. I feel like you're going to say something. Uh, well, I am going to say something. Like, love heavy am breathing. I heavy breathing? Yeah. It's more like that. <sighs> like trying to. I don't love that. Maybe that's another well, at least tick you're of mine. not like chewing your cud. But I'm, I'm going like this. My mom told me I had a tick. <laughs> and now I can't Can I tell it. you, the other thing that I noticed that's opposite about us, I think on the screen I'm four times your size. <laughs> but that's also in real life. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm 5'3". It's not like I... It's not like an I'm illusion. I'm not 5'3", you're right. That is true. You're I'm like a, a big, foot taller than me. And a, I weigh a little bit more than you. A pound or two. Probably. Okay. Anyway, back to the more important thing that's not about us. Um, what I would say, though, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think apologizing for yourself is such a, a horrible mistake. I also don't know. I mean, you don't. I, 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 this person also does not feel insecure. I mean, when you write this, I'm like, damn, that's good insight. Like really good self-awareness, very intellectual in terms of like how you wrote this and how you conceptualize this issue. But I think you just have to bring it out in the open. And that's my final comment. I mean, I just think it's really about communicating. And I think opposites attract. I, oh, I know what I was going to say. Mm. I got distracted by our size difference. Um, <laughs> I, will, I will likely not date someone who is like me. I don't, I don't want to date myself as narcissistic as some people might think well, I am. Well, you already are dating yourself. I'm not dating at all. Like you, loving myself, you mean? Yeah. Like I, I hug myself like, every night? Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Exactly. I don't even know what that means, but we'll talk about that later off screen. Uh, what I will say is I do think, you know, the, the differences I want, I, I would love to date someone from a different culture. I date a guy from Brazil. I, you know, I've dated people who are different ethnically or racially. I, I want people who offer something different for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to date someone who's a clone of myself. I find that incredibly boring. So, and I'm not attracted to people who look like me. As I funny as that is. One Except for the rock, I'm sorry. Tiny bit of advice that I want to give her and all people that struggle with insecurities. Yeah. This is what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to pull your top five most beloved people who they adore you. You love the way they see you. Yeah. Ask them why they love you. Write down that list somewhere physical that you can always go back to. Because the problem, I think, with a lot of people that are insecure is that you get feedback of how wonderful you are, but it just doesn't stick to the ribs. It just like, you know, there's like an object permanence issue where you forget how wonderful you are in the absence of that person telling you that they love you. So pull your people, write down for yourself all the reasons they love you so that instead of begging for reassurance every time you're feeling insecure, go back to this list. That said, these are the things that have to be compatible in order for opposites attract and stick together to actually work out. You do not have to be the same, but you have to be compatible. You have to be sympathetic to each other's differences. You have to enjoy each other's differences, respect each other's differences. Okay. A, communication style. So that's like the passive, passive aggressive aggressive, avoidant. assertive, avoidant. Yep. You don't have to be the same, but you cannot be triggered by the other person's communication style. Right. And it's not just that part of it. It's how they talk. If they're really direct, if they're really sugarcoaty, if they're really sweet, if they're soft, if they're whatever, you don't have to be different or you don't have to be the same, but you can't be annoyed with each other's style. I would be so annoyed by someone who's sugarcoated. I could not. Anyway. You're married to me. I know I am married to you. just fine. We're not fine. I just want to reiterate that. We're but kind of, we're you, kind of you are getting better at being direct with me and vice versa. Yeah. And when you're avoidant, I'm like, okay, cut the shit. Let's yeah. just be, let's, let's do this. No, I do. I, appreci I, I appreciate that. I know. I'm, I'm banging on the table. You're doing it again. And then also, are you an 
external or internal processor? How much do you enjoy talking? So if you have someone that won't stop talking, remember that one mailbag? But she wouldn't stop talking for five minutes. And then, you know, <laughs> that could be compatible with someone who's really quiet. It I could agree. be a great balance yeah. or it could be annoying. I agree. Next, values. Mm -hmm. Is that religion? Is that culture? Is it political leanings? It, it, whatever it is, it cannot be triggering. You can be from completely different worlds, but you have to be respectful. And if it's something that you just cannot respect, it's just never going to work out, no matter what side you're on of that. And also there's something about if you do come from a similar cultural and religious background you do stand a bit more of a chance because you have your village and your families and your friends that are all probably more likely to support you unfortunately it's true i mean that's not what i chose and we're doing just great but we're very aligned in a lot of these things even though we're from completely different worlds right um lifestyle health are you healthy like what's your lifestyle how much do you use and party and do you wake up early do you work out do you need your partner to do those things and i think when we're 30 or we're in our 20s we don't really know what that looks like long term but as we start mm -hmm. to get a little bit older we start thinking about those older years and figuring out like how do i want to be when i grow up do i want to still be able to hike do i still want to be able to train jujitsu which i do um do we, we want to keep kind of active like if you want to if you want to grow old and be active Versus the other person who doesn't. So, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Because that Lifestyle can, is big. It can tend Travel, to be a bigger right? problem. It can be. Yes. And then the last one. Oh, no. I'm sorry. There are two more. Long-term goals. We talked about that. Do you yeah. guys want the same things? Do you want to get married? Do you want to live kids. on the East Coast or the West yeah. Coast? Do you want kids? Do you like animals? How do you picture your future looking? Are you an entrepreneur? Do you want to be a stay-at-home dad? Like, yeah. what do you want? And then shared interests. Sure. That is important. You don't have to have all of the same. I don't think you need to have all of the same. And it would be incredibly delightful if that person was able to introduce you to new things yes. that you could enjoy, right? That's right. And even I went camping don't. for the first time uh, right? with a buddy. And I'm like the same one who broke my arm. Um, I went camping. And for the very first time, I loved it. It was mm -hmm. so much fun. I realized I've not necessarily you know, gone as roughing it as I might. Uh, but interstate state park was amazing fun. Yes. So I learned a lot, right? I love that so much. People who kind of push you out yeah. of your comfort zone yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it for sure. It can be really, really magical. I love it. We're wrapping. I think we're wrapping up. Um. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Willingness is always and forever the most important piece like don't be stubborn don't be rigid be willing meet your person where they're at learn more about them and what they're into right yeah and, nice. and that's part of what you know that's about dating and that's about you know asking questions and whatnot but you know again this is nothing that is not in uh insurmountable it's something that communication will kind of tell you are the differences too big and oftentimes if you listen to yourself and you start to feel anxious about some of those pieces, um, listen to yourself and maybe nip it in the bud right away. You don't want someone who doesn't want to be with you for the right reasons. You want to feel comfortable and safe and loved in that relationship. And celebrate it. Absolutely. That is a really important thing, not just tolerated, but really celebrated. You want someone who adores your special your stuff, quirks. Whatever your you stuff. bring to the relationship. Um, as always, we love you and we hope that you love us as well. And thank you for tuning in. You are making this all happen. Doug, we're like, we're, did you know that August we grew 40%? I did not know that. Did you Thank know you. That? Thank you for everyone listening. That's really yes! outstanding. We if, appreciate it. If you enjoyed today's episode or any other episode, if you like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast, but I think the only place you can like and subscribe is Apple and Spotify, but I'm not sure. Is that right? I don't know. Oh my God. The rating, the reviewing, the sharing with a friend, it would be like the greatest gift that you could give us back. And I'll tell you, if you have any questions, like one of the things I'm mostly loving about this podcast is that anyone who doesn't have access to therapy, anyone who doesn't have access to feedback, while we're not therapists, as we've claimed a number of times, we're never going to be able to know you entirely. I mean, please give us our questions. Therapists, we are, we are therapists. But we're not your therapists. We're not your therapists. 
Did I say that wrong? You're so, like, we're not therapists. <laughs> we actually don't listen in. We, uh, we are we therapists. Are. We are we, real. We're real. We're licensed. We have private practices. Doug is a truck driver, but I'm a psychologist. Could you just out me? <laughs> anyway, so what what we want are your questions. Please, please feel free to ask us yes. anything. Because these are um, the mailbags. Related to so relationships. Fun. Ask us anything. Family, coworkers, whatever. We're not fine.com. Um, go to the website. There's a place to ask us anything. Feel free to contact us at any time of the day or night. And we'd be delighted to hear from you. Yes. And find us on social media. We are now on TikTok. It's We're Not Find Pod. Instagram, Douglas L. Jensen, Dr. Talia Jackson, and We're Not Fine. And YouTube, if you want to see us, because we're pretty spectacular. Are we? Even though Thank I've you. Got these bags on them. Oh, my goodness. Um, we're spectacular and we're having so much fun. So. See, I'm modeling confidence while being imperfect. Self-deprecating. Okay. Is it charming? No. No. I'll keep trying. That's it. Oh, Doug. What? We're not fine, but... But at least we're confident your mugshot would be less crazy and attention-seeking than Trump's. Boom cha Cha-cha-cha. Love y'all. See you next time. Bye.